Hello and welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, dude? Hey. Welcome to episode two of the Help My Unbelief podcast, dude. Yes. I'm excited, man. I'm excited, nervous, and just, yeah, I'm ready, man. Man, I, like, we already have five subscribers, which means that we're, like, fa- we're like super famous now. Well, you I get that, right? I was one, you were one, and she's one, so there's I didn't three subscribe. of them. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. We're still famous. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you have over five subscribers, you're considered like a superstar, by the way. So, All right. Great. I would imagine by sometime next week or by the time this episode drops, we'll we'll be like in superstar phase. Are you ready so for that? So I guess I'm going to have to start doing my Walmart shopping online now. Yeah. So I don't get noticed while I'm in there well, picking up my yeah, mushrooms and onions. Yeah, and you'll be so famous, you just get one of those like Walmart shoppers that bring it to your house and then get one that you trust that will, will be able to handle your stardom. You see what I'm saying? Be like, hey, I trust you to handle how famous I am and not freak out so you can come to my house and deliver my groceries. Does that make sense? Terrified. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so we have our first, um, she identifies as an atheist coming on today. She's going to be a phone call. Her name is Her name is Anna. A-N-A. Anna, yeah. And uh, we are so excited to talk to her today. Um, we're, we're nervous, um, but um, we believe that God is here and he is going Amen. to get, get us through it. What do you think? Yes. I think we should just get we, to well, it. Well, we're not going to be able to get through it without God, so. That's for sure. I think we should just get to the conversation. What do you think? Yes, Lord, give us the right words. Okay, here we go, Anna. Hello? Anna, it's me, Zach. We yes. spoke yesterday. Right. Is it Anna or Anna? Anna, technically, yes. Anna, that's what that's what Larry said. He said normally he's normally with one in, it's Anna. And yes. I don't know. I guess he he's my older counterpart over here, and older people seem to know stuff like that. Amen. <laughs> experience. You can't give away experience, right? So right. Um, we're just going to, we're going to get right into it. If you don't mind, normally we we shoot like a little bit of an intro, but we're running late today. So the, the phone calls, the first thing we're shooting today. So we're just going to get, we're going to get right into it. Okay. Okay. And if you have to go, we, we can go for two hours or we can go for 30 minutes. If you have to go or whatever, anytime that you want to stop the conversation, just let me know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Welcome, Anna, to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, you are our first guest, and we are extremely grateful for you coming on. As I've told Larry, I've, I've been kind of having a hard time getting people to come on the show, so we are grateful for that. And so we basically just want to get to know you a little better first. Do you? Um, how old are you? How? Where do you live at? You don't have to tell us exactly where you live at. Tell us no. kind of your story. Um, I'm 56, Saturday. I will be. Um, I'm in South Carolina. I am an atheist. Um, what else do you need to know? Okay. So happy birthday, by the way. Happy early birthday. If we don't talk to you by Saturday, I may send you a text message, but okay. my wife would have to remind me because even my own kids are like, hey, it's your daughter's birthday. <laughs> I know, right? I can't remember them either. I'm getting old. It's hard. So now be how- careful with that, Anna, because I'm older than you are. <laughs> how, long have, how long have you been an atheist or do you? Did you start off believing in God, or, or how how long have you been an atheist? Well, that's another misconception about atheists, I guess, is that when we're born, when wherever we're born at, I mean, of course, there's many different beliefs out there. You're indoctrinated into 
whatever religion that you're born into. Does that make sense? So technically we look at it as we're all born as atheists and then we're taught to be whatever religion our family teaches us. Okay, I got a question. So, uh-huh, go ahead. With the way you just said uh-huh. that, you're born into be, you're born as an atheist. With that outlook on there, I mean, I can understand that to a degree. Like, I believe racism mm-hmm. is something that was taught to you. You're not born a racist because you right. put two kids together. They play together, right? So, exactly. That's so is totally it, different. If we're born into it, we're actually born into a lack of knowledge. Would that not be so? Maybe in a theist idea, yes. But in an atheist idea, no, we're all born atheists. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the difference between the two. Right. Okay, so to to get to that question, so were, were did you have you ever been to church or anything like that, or what were your parents atheist or did they just not believe? Like, what, what was your upbringing no. like? Initially, I was born into a household and then put into then I was put to an orphanage. But before that, I was uh, there was a lady across the street from my biological mother. She took me to church every single Sunday yeah. and then Bible school also. So I was taught that, yes, okay. from a young age. So you went but to church I, every Sunday? Oh, yeah. We went on Wednesdays and then we went on for Bible school and Bible camp and all that, all that type of thing. Yeah. What was your, what was your experience in church like? Um, it was okay. Um, what we were taught as like, God will protect us and love us and stuff like that. It, it was nice to believe that, but in my circumstance, the abuse that was going on didn't fit with that. So it's like you were being abused at thought? home. Yes, and you know, in your thought, and, and as a child, your whole thought the whole time is like you you you're taught to pray, right, and ask for help or just pray to God or whatever like that. Well, nobody. Nobody technically came and saved me. Well, that's the from that 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 part would be tough if if you're going to church every Sunday and they're they're explaining to you how how God will protect you no matter what, but then you're going home and you're living something completely different. When you're a kid and you're being protected, it's easy it's easy to believe in that. But when you're not, it's hard it's hard to believe in it. So you're like, this is contrary to what I'm living living right now. So that's where it exactly. kind of started. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I'm going to well, be honest with you. Started, like, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Like that, that would be very tough for me. I don't know how I would react to that situation either. That's got to be, right, that's that be tough. where it starts. Yeah. And so, because, you know, was that like it, were you being not, abused in the orphanage or like, were, did you have a um, no. home that you got adopted into? No, I was never adopted out. Um, I was putting, putting an orphanage. I went to a few children's homes and, uh, they don't really push religion on you in foster homes or especially the orphanage. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you, you pick your own path. You know, they don't, they don't really push that on you because I, I guess it's against law technically, Yeah, you know, to push religion on people. Like even, even when I worked as a nurse, we couldn't, we couldn't tell people, you know, you got to pray before you eat. That's just, that's, that's against the law. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't really fool with it much when I was in the orphanage or in the children's home. And then, well, I'd say like 13 years old, they sent me back to live with my biological mother, and she was this big time Bible thumper. And it, I mean, I don't know how sore it is. I mean, constantly talking about God and this and that and this and that, but not living by that. 
that same rule she was preaching. Yep. Does that make sense? Well, my my sister, my sister, I believe, and if she's listening to this, she'll probably call me and tell me it's a different reason. But my my mother and my parents were Bible Bible thumping people, and they were in church every weekend. My sister's an atheist now, like complete atheist, because mm-hmm. the exam because the examples she was given that were teaching her this, she believes she's just a better person than them. So, and she's probably you know. She may be right. She may be right. She may be a better and person than them. So that's an, that's another conception that um, theists believe that us atheists are that they are better than atheists because they believe in God and they follow the rules of the Bible, or you know they think they do. I know they say they're born into sin or whatever. Yeah. And you know they have to repent for it or what have you. But me as a atheist i mean i grew up i had i had a horrible childhood that's just plain and simple yeah and when i grew up i did end up going to church and stuff and i was still having a hard time believing but when i when i became an adult and started living on my own and taking care of people being a nurse and stuff like that i decided that i just didn't believe anymore yeah you know because i was a foster parent um we do things for homeless people. Uh, we feed people. We do other things out of the kindness of our heart. We don't do anything different than theists do. Yeah. That makes any sense except we don't worship. Yeah. Well, let me, um, normally, like I, I wait to the end. I, I want to circle back to more of your story, um, but I want to, I want to mm-hmm. respond to this one thing first because I have something in my mind and I'm afraid I'm going to forget it if I wait till the end. Okay. okay sure. So I read this Bible verse and I, ha- I have no idea where it's at, but I read it recently and I, it's starting to realize because I grew up in a church where the examples like this stuff, and I've told Larry this before. I think I said this in our last podcast too, that, that I grew up in a church for 18 years. I was taught this one thing. And then I get out and I actually start reading the Bible for myself. And I go, Oh my God, like basically nothing. What these people told me was true coming from the Bible. Like, I don't even know where they're getting this stuff. Like I had to reevaluate my entire relationship with God because what I was being Mm -hmm. taught was not, not right. And just like you, I lost respect in some of the leaders and stuff and they were doing just as bad as stuff. But then I came across this Bible verse that made me realize something. The Bible verse that said, and I think it was Jesus talking. And he said that there's two guys. There's one guy that's on his knees um, and he's praying to God and he's saying, man, he's got all these afflictions. He's saying, man, I wish I wasn't like this. I wish I could conquer this sin. I wish I could stop doing this. I wish I could stop doing that. And he's down there praying to get all these afflictions gone. And then there's this another guy standing behind him. And he says, he says, man, I'm glad I'm not like that guy. Right. And Jesus says it's going to be better for the guy in the end that's on the ground than it is for the guy that's up judging him. So what I learned was, after reading the Bible, was the way that actually the majority of Christians act is they're living in falsity compared to the way Jesus wants mm-hmm. wants them to act. Does that make sense? Yes, they're very judgmental, especially against atheists. So can I can I say that like can I say that maybe that, that they're they're wrong they're wrong for acting that way. Does that make sense? Like, I'm, I'm not condoning that at all. Well, like, are they wrong? Not necessarily. Are they disrespectful? Yeah, because we can't, you're not supposed to judge. No, it's, in fact, I mean, just based off that Bible verse that I that I told you, I don't remember, right? Larry's looking it up now, but based off that, right. based off that Bible verse I just told you, the, the people that you're talking about 
are not acting as Jesus would want them to, which is makes them not acting like a Christian at all. In fact, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. We're to enter into each relationship with love as, as the lead. And oftentimes churches get a little bit more zealous than there should. And it, I don't believe that that's the way that we're supposed to be about things. Talking with you respectfully, you talking to me respectfully, that's what we're supposed to do. And leading is the best way to actually yeah. lead somebody is by actually your actions leading what you're doing. I'm I'm not as versed as I need to be to find that. I know exactly the one that he's talking about. You do. But there's that reason why it was because that the one that said, I'm thankful that I'm not like him. Yeah. He had pride in his heart. Yeah. And pride is like the main thing that gets us off track yeah. with God. He was glad he wasn't afflicted with all those problems. But at, in the end, that guy that's down there had a repentant heart. Had a repentant, well, and also that guy's going to go through and overcome so many different things that he's probably going to be a better person in the long run anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, okay, yeah. back to you, back to you, Anna. So basically what I'm hearing right now is that you, that you had a lot of terrible examples of Christianity in and out of foster homes. And then, okay, so what happened when you graduated and you got out on your own in adulthood? What, what's your, what's your profession? Are, are you retired? What do you do? What I'm retired now. No. Okay. Well, what have you done for a living and what, what has happened since you've graduated from these orphanages and tell me about your life more recently? Um, recently, um, I'm retired. My children are grown. They have excellent morals. Nice. Very good conscience. Um, they weren't raised in the church. They were let to be whatever they wanted to choose. It, it ain't like anybody said, you got to be this way or that way, or you got to believe this, you got to believe that. There was none of that in the home. Um, I raised them on my own. Um, and they're great, productive citizens. They're great parents. I have grandchildren. Um, they turned out really excellent considering the examples I was shown. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about the church, any church for that matter, but I'm talking about the examples I was shown with all the people around me in general. Yeah. My best, my best friend's an atheist and he's like the only person I would trust with like my wife and kids alone. Well, right. I mean, I, I know Larry, I would trust you. Absolutely. I would, but my best yeah. friend's an atheist. And before I started coming to church here and I started making more friends, he's the only one I would have trusted around. I mean, do you still try? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you did. Like, do you still try to convert him? No, I, um, in fact, like he's one of the only atheists I won't try to convert because, um, I respect, I respect our friendship enough. I pray for him in private. Um, I hope, I hope that he, um, will and which him more than my sister, I can see him coming to know, know the true God someday more than my sister. But th those, those two main people in my life, no, I do not try to convert them at all. I just pray for them in private. I, I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to ruin my, um, relationship with them. I don't want to challenge our relationship because, well, so like he's my best friend, right? And so he knows about this podcast right. and I'm very involved mm -hmm. in my church. He is wonderful. He allows me to talk about God whenever I want to. He's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like he's great. He doesn't, he doesn't try to put his beliefs on me, but that's what I told him the other day. I said, I said, I feel bad because I feel like I talk about God all the time now, but I was like, but it's not me trying to convert you. It's just my life now. It's just my life. Like I am all in. I am all in. I've devoted my life to God. And I was like, I just hope it doesn't offend you. And he said, no, I love our conversations. He said, I love it. But no, as far as trying to convert mm -hmm. him, no, ma'am, I do not. I do not. Yeah. I, I, I was just curious because a lot of people, theists in general, 
Now, I'm not saying just because I can't say just Christians because there's there's so many different. There's over five thousand gods that people around this world believe in. Yeah, and people will be like, "Oh, you don't believe in God?" And it it depends on how their tone is. If it's really ugly, I'll be like, "Which one?" You know, it's like if you want to be ugly to me, I got to come back with a remark about, "Okay, which god? Are, which god are you referring to?" Yeah. You know, because it's like you can't come off to me snide and judgmental and expect me to be polite, you know? Right. No, of course not. That's the so, thing. That's the thing I've noticed about atheists, um, too. That's the one thing I've noticed about atheists is like I'm trying to approach people. Well, you notice in that post that I put, I'm getting a lot of people saying that my idea is boring and that they give yawning emojis. You've seen all that where people are saying, hey, man, yeah. I wish you best of luck, but this is a boring idea, right? Well, I'm doing that on purpose. Yeah. I'm doing that on purpose because this podcast is literally for people who don't believe in God. Because that's why I created it. I, I created it because I was like, hey, Christian media doesn't have a platform for people that don't believe. Everything that Christian media does is for the already believer. And that's kind of against what Christianity is all about. So that's why I wanted to create this platform for atheists, right? But in order for right. me to do that, the worst thing I could do is make this a debate platform and then create a whole bunch of enemies. That's the worst thing I could do, right? Well, now— right. so. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to be respectful, but how that comes across is boring. <laughs> so, so, so it's kind of like a catch 22, Anna. Do you get what I'm saying? Like what, am, like how, yeah. how am I supposed to get conversations with atheists without being mildly antagonistic or controversial? Because it's boring if I don't. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, yeah. So, or but maybe. Go ahead. I'm you sorry. haven't coming off. You haven't coming off like um, abusive in your words. People have different tones that they use. Yeah, and mannerisms, and you can you can kind of tell if somebody's going to be ugly about it or not with the words that come out of their mouth and yeah. how they come out. So to me, that makes the world a difference. You know, I think I think the people that are mean probably have more of a desire to be right than have a final objective to bring someone that what they believe is the truth. Correct? What do you think about that, Larry? Yeah, probably. Well, I was sitting here thinking about about this particular thing. If I guess first off, I need to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Two things caught my attention. One thing you say we atheists, as in. Do y'all meet together and have rules? Do you have a, a certain understanding that all are the same on things? No. Uh, because each one I talk to has a different reason for being the way they are or... Um, and I hate to admit it, but my brother is an agnostic and I have a daughter who is mm -hmm. an atheist. Uh -huh. I wasn't raised that way. I was raised in the church. But so what uh -huh. happens when you die? Um, according to my belief? Yes, ma'am. Or how I think, I guess you would say, because yes, we honestly don't know the... But in my opinion, we just turn back to dirt, and the the circle of life just keeps going. So, what would the purpose of life? This life, um, being kind to people, making your way through it, and you know, just trying to do what's right and be happy while you're here. Yeah, that. You let know, me, let me ask you a question. This mm -hmm. is something I've always wor um, wondered about. I've asked my friend this too, and um, 
I just want I want to ask this to everybody to see I want to get a contrasting opinion from people that don't believe but like me some like I believe in God right and every mm-hmm. now and then I'll get this fleeting thought of doubt or scaredness that maybe what I believe in doesn't exist do you ever think that to the contrary that oh my god what if God does exist and do you have a little scary feeling that comes up and be like if I'm wrong this could be detrimental to me does that ever does that ever cross your mind no the only thing that crosses my mind is actually on the contrary of that is that if there in my mind if there's truly a god um no matter what i believed here on earth should should not reflect the good that i put out in other words is if there if there's truly a god he would take me in so does it make sense you feel like there's there's if there's a god you've done enough to get in no matter what right well so far I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, according to the Bible, somebody like him could get into heaven. And that, to me, is horribly sick. I don't don't know why, but it's just a very sickening thought Yeah, that somebody like that could be up there with good people, you know? So I have a blank. So are all your kids, do they believe in God, agnostic, atheist, or is one of them Christian? Like, if you you care to open Uh, um, that up. My my middle son is, um, he's atheist. My youngest son, he's on the fence. I guess you call him kind of agnostic. Um, My eldest son, which he passed away. He he wasn't a believer either. So I'm sorry to hear that. No, oh, thank you. But well, I'm not. I'm not sorry to hear that he wasn't a believer. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that he, he passed away. Yeah, that's no. what I meant. You just snuck that last Our statement. Condolences. <laughs> Our condolences. I wasn't yeah, trying to be rude. Yeah, losing a child is like the hardest thing you'll probably ever go through in your life. And yeah, hopefully, you know, many people don't have to go go through that. Yeah, but. Also, I, you know, there's things in the Bible, like I have, there's two, there's two verses. Oh, I don't remember exactly where they are, but there's two of them that really make me not want to believe anyway. Okay. Let me hear them. sounds so horrible. Well, the first one is, um, you can beat your slave and as long as he lives three days, you can still, you know, continue to abuse him and whatever and you'll be forgiven but if he dies like on the third day or something like that you'll go to hell have you read that i haven't read that one yeah i can't say it word for word but that's the general census of it you gave me a reason to do some research did you write that down are you gonna look that up so we don't we don't have the answer for you on that one today (laughs) so but i'll text you later i'll text you later Uh, well i mean if you considering you still want to even talk to me i know that there (laughs) i know that there were some laws that the (laughs) that the jews wrote down yeah that were and in, in that particular time frame, slavery wasn't invented with America. i just let you know that. No, I'm not okay. saying that. If you look, back, was, in, if you look um, back in history, the Israelites were slaves. Yes. And okay. God freed them. Romans Egypt, had Egyptians. Everybody had yeah. So yeah, everybody had slaves back then. Right. So. so there was some particular things that I don't even understand at all through that. And being in my, I mean, I was born in Oklahoma and I'm not through the, any of the uh, time frames of when there was so much conflict between the blacks and the whites. Uh, to me, I was raised that we're all American and we're all equal. So I never got that concept when people would talk negatively. Uh, my wife right. my I, wife is actually mixed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, most people don't even realize that on her. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, 
my daughter's married to a black man, so that doesn't affect me at all. I thought I thought Darcia was just super tan. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't she doesn't truthfully even uh, carry much resemblance. Right. I guess the white was more dominant, and I don't know how all that works, but I mean, I know. You see little mixed girls, and she does not look like one. She's super tan, though. Right. But, but she yeah. does lawn care, but so I, I thought she was just I out get, in the sun a I lot. get just as tan with her out there. You know, sometimes well, in I the know spring, that, I'm more dark, uh, and in the winter, she's more white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this Bible reference, it doesn't it doesn't um, point out black or white. It just says your slave. Yeah, well, right. she's she just saying the moral concept that you should be able to beat your slave, live three days. And back then— yeah. There was a, also a financial issue. If somebody loaned you money, you could not pay that debt. You became their slave. Yeah. Through that right. debt, we don't we don't believe mm-hmm. in that kind of stuff anymore. Um, through through the different changes in our culture. Well, in Oklahoma, like in Oklahoma, like thirty or forty, maybe it was more like fifty years ago. You could be, be careful. I'm six. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, it it was it wasn't that long ago. It was less than a hundred years ago, right? It wasn't that long ago that you could beat your wife with an object that was no greater than the size of your thumb. I which did. your thumb, you could probably do some damage, but mine, yeah. not so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's a serious law. I, I swear that's, that well, that was there, a law. There's yeah. also a law that you can't spit on the side. Well, you know? and, so and Yukon, there's, there's some laws a, that's pretty stupid. There's a law that you're not allowed to eat a cheeseburger walking backward in in Yukon. Seriously, I, I, someone. Must I'm looking at him with complete disbelief. No, really? I, I will prove it to you later, but I promise <laughs> it's in Yukon. It's a city ordinance. But anyway. Okay, what's your second one? Yeah, what's your second verse? Oh, well, the second one is if you were born a bastard, you have no chance of going to heaven anyway. And it goes on for generations of your children, you know, generations and generations before you actually have a child that can go to heaven. I'm blown away. Well, Jesus was technically born without an earthly father. Yes. Well, I'm just repeating what I've read. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. Okay, okay so let me, he's, he's. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, here nor there, that's what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. You, I got you. You were way back in the old testament and i i'm a firm believer in the old testament but i don't even have that larry okay hold on i'm gonna take a pause for a second and i'm gonna chew on larry for a second larry we are in a podcast and we have microphones okay Uh when you move your head remember you got to take this thing with you yeah or you got to talk into it okay all right my bad thank you continue (laughs) but yeah i mean look it up so i mean it might be old testament to me it's irrelevant there's lots of things in the new bible too that shouldn't be there i mean i mean for example god made adam and eve correct right we're on we're on the same page with that right we both agree with that yeah okay yeah Um, we all three agree with that yeah well okay he made a mistake it didn't turn out the way he wanted it to Mm. so he gets noah to build this ark and noah and his wife or whoever you know go on his boat take all these animals and stuff like that, and start all over again. Kills everyone just to start all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, God, quotation marks, whatever you want to say, killed all these people just so he could start all over again. That doesn't... Okay. I completely understand, but you have to go... That doesn't bring with me. Right. I And I, I get you. It's one of the harder things to understand and, and to grasp. 
I guess. Um, yes. First off, we have to recognize that there was a creator before we could do anything. The second thing is that he created man to serve him on his own desire. To. Free will. It's called free will, yeah. So with that one factor, it wasn't that God made a mistake, because that's not possible. It is that man chose the God of this world, and the God of this world is Satan. Do you understand that? Yeah. Like, wh- I think, I truly believe, like, I get what you're saying, because I have some issues in the Bible, too, where it makes my, my stomach um, pit, but here's here's where I here's where I have an issue. Um, I approach the Bible differently than you because I have a hard time believing that God doesn't exist logically, logically and through science. And, and this isn't like saying that I think you're dumb because you believe because there are very intelligent atheists that tell very intelligent Christians that they're dumb for believing. And then very intelligent Christians are going like, what are you talking about? I feel like you're an idiot for not believing. Right. Right. Well, I, right. I believe it and I can, and I'll go over just briefly of why I think you can logically prove God exists, but I wanted to ask you a question first. That's it's just on my mind. But if Christianity was true, would, would you believe in it? If it was proven, Without a doubt, yes. No, no, I'm not saying if it was proven. I'm saying if it was the truth. If it, it if it is the truth, like right now, would you would you believe it? And would you um, would you join its principles? I should say, not join us, but join its principles, like on your own, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. If it was the absolute truth, if Christianity was the truth, that's what I'm asking: is would you would you believe it, or would you would you be a Christian? That's what I'm asking. I don't think that I would, because I don't think that I agree with a lot of what the Bible says that what we should do and what we shouldn't do. Um, and, and it's very conflicting. The Bible is very conflicting. You would One be, story says this, the other story says that, and I would have a really hard time with that. You would be okay with going to hell if it was true? This is not me saying, Anna, you're going to hell if you don't believe. I'm asking you you would be okay with spending eternity in hell if Christianity was true. If I could prove, yeah. Um, if I could prove that it actually existed, I mean, without a reasonable doubt. Yeah. No, I wouldn't choose to go to hell. Yeah. That's, and I'm not trying to catch anything. I'm having a conversation with you because really at the end of the day, like you're talking to a rookie right now. So you could, I mean, I'm not trying to catch you anything. I couldn't even possibly catch you in anything if I wanted to. This is just me being curious because here's the way I look at it, right? I hate having mm-hmm. a, I hate having a headache. I'll right. do I'll do anything to get rid of it. And if hell is an actual, real, literal place that has never-ending torment and pain, I don't want to go there, and I don't want anybody else to go there either. And the way I look at it too, like with someone like you, is if you did if you did end up believing Christianity was real on your own, you could just be different than all those people that you don't respect in the religion. You know what I mean? You could just be, you could be, that's how some of the greatest leaders came about in Christianity was they broke away from the main church. They broke away from those people that were those terrible examples, you know, and they said, you know what? I actually believe this is true, but these people really suck at this. And so I'm just going to do it and not suck at it. Does that make sense? (laughs) I'm trying to be as less yeah, vague I as I can. I, I see your point there, yeah. Because I, I know several people that, especially, I'm, I live here in South Carolina. We are in the Bible Belt. Are you? <laughs> there's church, I bet there's 10 churches just on this little 10-mile uh, road we got here. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and What town do you live in, just I, curiosity? 
Uh, uh, she might not want to say. I live in the Aiken area. Yeah. If, if you say it, I'll edit. Yeah. It. I'll edit it. She she probably doesn't want to say what not, what town she lives in. On no, her. it's in the Aiken area. Aiken, Aiken. She said. Okay. Mm-hmm. My my daughter A-I-K-E-N. lived out there. My daughter lived in Anderson. Okay. Is it Anderson yeah. or Andersonville? No, it's Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she lived out there a few years back. Nice. So yeah. that's that's why I was asking. Well, the, and the reason why so, I asked, asked you, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. You you say what you were gonna say. No, no, I'm just saying we're actually swarmed with Catholics, Christians, Pentecostal, Baptists, um, you name it, we got them here. So and, what you're saying is you have a whole bunch of religion there and different forms mm-hmm. of different denominations, but the difference exactly. actually is a person that has a relationship. I, I'm a Christian because I follow Christ, okay? But mm-hmm. to have a relationship with Christ is a massive difference between religion and that. Yeah. Religion religion can drive you completely away. Yeah. The rules and regulations, it's the same thing that the Jews did. Yeah. They had more rules and regulations than the Bible had commandments. And then they would see the leaders right. breaking those rules. Right. And then and then everybody would lose respect for the leaders and be like, I don't want to follow what these guys are telling me to follow because these guys suck at it. Yeah. You know? But I'm going to circle back a minute onto one of the things that you said on it was that if you could have proof that everything exists, that God existed and everything, then you would probably find it more apt to believe that hell is real and heaven is real, right? Right. Okay. One of the verses in the Bible, and it, it says that without faith, you can't please God. The reason that that's there is even when Jesus walked on the earth and he was in front of the quote unquote religious leaders and he did miracle after miracle, and yet still people chose not to believe. Mm-hmm. Why? It was right there in front of them. They were given the proof right there in front of them, and yet they chose not to believe. Because why? If you have proof in front of you. So he, Jesus actually told his disciples, you know, it's great that you guys believe. I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not real good at quoting verse for verse. But he says, if you guys have a problem believing and you've walked with me, man, I, all the glory to the people that never have seen me and believe. Well, that right there is a show of faith. I can't tell you how the world started without the other the definition of just God spoke and it happened. I can't tell you the mechanics of it, but that's what I firmly believe in my heart. I know that when I walked in the world, I wasn't a happy person. Now I have the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. And I got that from my belief in, in Jesus and a relationship that I have with him. He's my best friend. He's my go-to in my problems. And does every answer it the answer I want every time I pray? No. You know why? Because I can't see everything that Jesus sees. I can't see what I have to go through to learn this lesson or that lesson, to be able to to speak to people. This talking to you is way outside of my comfort zone. Um, I have, like I mentioned, my daughter and my brother, and I have a few friends that don't believe in God. I don't beat them over the head no. with it. I was going to ask you, do you, I've never, she asked me that about my friends, and I've never asked you, do you try to convert your daughter and your brother? No. No? No. It's uh, hard when it's family and friends, fact, ain't it? Matter of fact, my brother asked me that because we were, We've been talking because he's coming up uh, from Texas to to, uh, do a family Christmas party this weekend, actually Saturday. And uh, I was talking about one of my other cousins. He goes, well, it's because he likes to drink beer. Because I I mentioned that we we have grown apart 
I don't do certain things anymore. I've walked away from that lifestyle. And uh, he said, well, it's because he doesn't want to get beat up over the head with your Christianity that you've got an end gotten into. I was raised in the church. I walked away because of my flesh. I came back and I've seen so much difference in my life, just the changes in it. But with trying to trying to stay on focus here, my brother said that. And I said, listen, mom raised us. We were all told about, about religion. I don't need to tell you guys anything because you have the knowledge. If you have the knowledge and you don't believe, it's far worse on you than, than anything I can do or say. And all I'm going to do is drive you away if I'm pushing. Yeah, that's what I believe you. too. Right. That's what I believe, too. I believe if I tried to preach to my sister and them, they would just go further away. All I can do is love you unconditionally. And hopefully, like Anna, too, like maybe set a good example of what Christians like, because it sounds like Anna's had pretty much nothing but bad examples. had religious experience. Yeah. And so, like, that's all you can be is a good example for them, you know? Um, But, yeah, Anna, that's why I I just wanted to ask that if you, like, if you, if you knew it was real, if you would. See, when people talk about faith, and I've heard this from atheists a lot, they think I blindly believe in God that I can't, that because I can't prove he exists, that I blindly, that I have faith, right? I do have faith, but I believe, I believe it requires less faith to believe in God than it does to be an atheist because the faith is absence of things that you can't prove. And so you do have to have faith, right? But atheism, right. you have to believe that God's not there, right? And so you have to have faith to be an atheist because you can't prove that either, right? And so the faith is the absence of things you can't prove. Well, I believe in the Big Bang, right? I believe the Big Bang happened, and I believe the I believe the Earth um, had a beginning. I believe the the Earth had the beginning, and then the Big Bang happened, and the universe um, started expanding, and it's still expanding to this day, and it continues to expand expand and the law of thermo thermodynamics i believe um say that um we have a finite um energy source in the universe and it's and so there's a beginning and there's an end and that the precision it took to make sure there was life on earth like just for, let's take ex- um oxygen for example oh. oxygen for example 21 percent oxygen right on earth and if it was Two percent less or two percent more. I mean, if it was two percent more, fires would just break out and Earth would burn up. If it was two percent less, everybody would suffocate to death, which is crazy. Um, gravity. I read this today. Gravity. Literally, if it was point zero zero, it was there was like forty zeros. By the way, point forty zeros and then a three percent more gravity. Um, the sun would have already consumed the earth. So gravity is literally to the like billionth of a percentage, a billionth of a tenth of a percent, so precise that if it was any different, earth would not be able to sustain life. So to me, all this, like the Big Bang, right, proves that there's a beginning. Now, my argument would there be a much bigger problem if the universe was infinite, if the universe always existed. My argument, that would make me, it would make it harder for me to believe in God, honestly. It really would. If if the universe was infinite and didn't have a beginning, it would make it harder for me to believe in God. But it's not. It had a beginning, right? And because there's a beginning, there has to be a beginner. And I believe not only not only does um not only does the fact that there's a beginning, um, but I, I think it shows the the creator's attributes too that he's always been around. He's infinite. He's an infinite being because he's outside of space and time because he created space and time because what we're living in is space and time, but time doesn't exist to God, right? Exactly. But you know what? Do you know what made... I'm talking to Anna, by the way, and you. I may have told you this already, but I don't know. But do you know what made me believe in Jesus? Anna, have you ever heard of the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Um, 
Probably. Do I remember it? No. Okay. So the reason why is I didn't want to waste your time if you'd already heard of them. But the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And one of them was Jesus's brother, right? And then the other, and then the other three were Jesus's disciples, right? Correct. But they were eyewitness accounts. They were eyewitnesses accounts of Jesus' birth, death, resurrection, and then ascent into heaven. No, that was Acts, right? But anyway... It was, it was written by four different people, four different eyewitness accounts of, of Jesus's deity, essentially. The fact that he's proven that he was he is God. Well, when I was reading it, that's where people say there's a lot of discrepancies. There's a lot of contradictions in those four books and stuff like that. Well, I used to be a chief of police. And for, for a living, I would have to um, read over my officers' incident reports. They would have to write, write down on a report what they saw if like an incident happened, like say a bar fight happened. And all like, say there was four of us that went there, right? And we'd all four mm-hmm. have to write our own account of what happened there. And Dude, we could all write. We could all write the same. And they're all going to have a different story. They're all going to be different. But, and and I'm meaning this because I am tying this to the Bible, obviously. So I have an objective behind this, but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth that they'd be like, dude, that guy had yellow hair. Or that guy had a blue shirt on. And I'd be like, no, he didn't. He had a green shirt on. Another guy would be like, dude, he had a yellow shirt on. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, no. And then we would go back and look in the book and photo or whatever. And then we'd all see who was right. And we'd all roast each other, right? And then I would be wrong sometimes. I'd be like, how in the world? I could have swore like that happened or or there was a pond in the middle. Like sometimes we'd say, well, there was a puddle in the middle of the parking lot. And the other, no, there wasn't. Well, where'd you get there was a puddle? Then we'd go back. There wasn't no puddle there. You, you see what I'm saying? Like your brain, whenever mm-hmm. you're in, when you're in high intense situation, your, your brain either removes or creates scenarios. It's not there. So when I read the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I was convinced that these human beings were telling the truth of what they saw because here's the thing did they have some differences in there yes but the overall message was that jesus was born from a virgin he is the one and only son of god he died on a cross he was buried in a tomb and the tomb was empty and he rose again and he ascended into heaven that was the main message of it but there was some discrepancies in there of as far as like descriptions but it looked like human beings that saw the same thing that that all were there you know so that's what made me believe in jesus i was like whoa and that's all like real evidence to me different points of view yeah so anyway do you have anything else you want to say to anna because we're going to give anna the last the last thing to say here Anna, what yes. what is zero plus zero? Zero. What is zero <laughs> minus zero? It's not a trick question. It's still zero. I think you did this to me once. Z- I... Zero times zero? That's still zero. And zero divided by zero? Still zero. Okay, so using math, I've proved that nothing can come from nothing. So we have to have had a creator to create what we're in. We may not all agree how I got here or, or any of that, but the only way that he could redeem our sin was to sacrifice his son for you, sacrifice his son for me, for everyone on, on this planet. And that's what he did. It was his plan from the beginning because he he already knew that we had failed. He already knew that the temptation of Satan would be much more than what we could bear. And he was able to make us a way out. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't a mistake that he had to correct. It was that we are geared to evil. And the longer we are left to our own devices, the more we find that out about ourselves. Yeah, I suck. I know that. Um, and so that, that's what I wanted to say to you is, is that like, because um, you talked about church. And I just started going to church in December. And I, 
I've been working on my relationship with God for over a decade before I walked into a church um, because I was so burnt on churches. Seriously. I mean, I was so burnt on churches. I've been so burnt that I did not walk into a church until December. And there are good churches still out there. The church I'm in now, I love it so much. Um, And then maybe I'll give you the live stream. I mean, I'm not going to push you to watch church on your YouTube or anything, but um, that's what I'd like to say to you. And then I'm going to give you the floor is the, the last thing I'd like to say is you don't have to tell nobody in the whole world. The only thing I'd ask you to do is pray to God in your head someday and be like, Hey bro, if you're there, if what these guys told me is true, then like, I would, I'd like to get to know you. That's all I'd ask. And you don't have to tell nobody that you ain't got to tell nobody that's just between you and him. That's all I'd ask you to do. And if I was too pushy, I'm sorry, but the floor is yours, Anna. Tell us your final thoughts. Well, I'm still a non-believer and, um, I see the, the book was written by man and we brought up the 10 commandments, which I think is common sense, which shouldn't even have to exist that stuff you shouldn't do anyway because morally it's wrong um yeah and jesus wasn't the only man up on the cross there was other men put up there what about them i mean their lives were worth nothing either because they were put there they were put there to death anyway so he's not the only person in the world to suffer and die and far as Virgin Mary? No, I don't believe that either. I I just, you know, I'm just going by scientific proof. I like to live that way and carrying on my life and following my moral compass, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's just what I want to do. Well, I just want to say, happy with that. hey, that's that's all that matters. But I wanted to thank you for coming on here today and thank you for um, taking it easy on us. Um I know, I know it's hard for us to get together, but I actually really enjoyed this conversation with you. I agree. Okay. I'm glad. Me too. Um, and if you know anybody else that would like to come on, um, send them my way. You know, this is what we're doing. I literally created this, um, literally created this podcast for people that don't believe in God. And that's what I want to do. I want to interview them all the time. And I feel like I, I wasn't too pushy and I wasn't too like, wasn't too crazy. And I feel like I was respectful from giving you the last word and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe I'm on the right track. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for all atheists. I'm just saying in general, you know, because some atheists believe differently than I do. So yeah, and that that's them, and that's their choice. And it's just like when Christians approach me and stuff like that, they believe this or that, and that's their choice. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to push or judge or anything like that. No, well, me neither. Me yeah, neither. But- like I told my friend, that's an atheist. He was like, "Man, I'm, he's like, I mean, if I thought I needed to be a better person, I'd go to church." And I'd be like, "I already think you're a great guy. I don't think you need to go to church right. because I think you're a bad guy. I think you're a great guy right now. I probably wouldn't change anything about you." I was like, "But right. Christianity's true. I think we owe it to ourselves to look into it at least because eternity's a really long time, and I think that's yeah. I think that's a serious, serious deal. I think it's a." Big, big deal. I think that's why we owe it to ourselves to do our own research into it and put a huge amount of research into it. That way, whenever we die, we are sure. We are sure we know what we're talking about, you know, because it's a big, big, big deal. Huge deal. It's the biggest deal ever. Like I I tell my daughters all the time, I say, the guy guy that you decide to marry, that's a big deal because you're going to spend the rest of your life because anything... Any decision that you make that ties up a huge amount of time, which is actually probably the most valuable currency on earth, 
is because it's limited and you can't buy more of it. Anything that causes you to consume a bunch of time and it causes a decision you have to make, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And eternity is not a sense of time. It's just forever. It's even hard for me to wrap my head around. And so if there's a decision you have to make or something or research you can do to figure out what you're going to do in eternity, it's a big deal to me. Huge, huge deal, you know? So that's why I spend so much time looking into that. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a cool concept, but I don't believe in it. Yeah. The eternity thing. Yeah. I got you. You know, it'd be nice, you know, to go and see people that's passed and stuff. And But to me, that's just not what I believe. Yeah. And it's important for theists to know, no matter what their religion is or anything, when they approach an atheist or somebody admits that they're an atheist or whatever like that is to them, that they're not like jumping down their throat or, you know, defriending them or uh, being very judgmental to them because that just pushes farther away from even caring about what they have to say. I agree 100%. So if you're a Christian and you're listening to this and you're any way associated with me, Larry, and I think I speak for you as well, but you can speak for yourself because you have a microphone. You just might not talk directly into it. But (laughs) if you are a Christian that associates with me whatsoever and you do not uh, treat an atheist with the respect because they are a human being, then I don't want anything to do with you. I'll say that right, right. now. I will look into the camera and I'll say, I don't want anything to do with you. All human beings deserve mm-hmm. the same amount of respect. Do you agree? The yes, fi- I agree. The final two commandments that God gave us was to love your brother and to love God. Yeah. Yep. Period. Well, love your brother. Who's my brother? Anyone. Anyone's your brother. Anyone, yep. So I can't love them if I'm beating them up, right? Right. You probably couldn't be beat many people. He's too old to beat up anybody, to be honest with you. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, Anna, we'll let you go. Batteries are probably fixing to die here. Thank you so much for coming on, though, and um, keep in touch with me, okay? I will send you a link on Facebook whenever it comes out. It comes out Tuesday at 9. I'll send you a link so you can listen to it, okay? Okay, that'd be great. Okay, take care, girl. Nice to meet you, Anna. All right, bye-bye. Nice to meet you, too. Bye-bye. Man, that was a good conversation, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Yes, it was. And then at the same time, I feel quite inadequate. Oh, you you feel bad because she didn't instantly convert to God? No, that wasn't it. Uh, That she had legitimate questions that we even knew were coming, but I didn't have the correct answer to yeah to pacify well that's the thing though like i think that's just gonna happen like it's that that's the bottom line is is we are novices at this but even the people that the books i'm reading that are like huge in christian apologetics had to start somewhere and luckily she was graceful and wasn't some like smarty we would have got her butts whipped you see what i'm saying so but um she was very graceful and she handled us very well listen man just because we're new at this just because we're new i'm not gonna stop I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Um, I still feel like I still feel like the Holy Spirit spoke through both both of us. I got lost sometimes. Whenever seeds I was were talking. planted. Yeah, and so seeds were planted, and even though she may not convert, she may be set in her ways. I think seeds were planted in people that are listening to this, nonetheless. And I'm going to pray for Anna, and I hope she does, because dude, she seems like a sweetheart. She seems like a sweetheart. She's a beautiful person, you know. And I just I if this Christianity thing is true, and I I believe it is a hundred percent. It scares me for people. It puts a pit in my stomach to go, oh, no, you don't. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know. Like, you, you've got to be able to see this, right? Like, there is a truth. There is an absolute truth. And you owe it to yourself to look into this more because if you don't, that's scary, man. That's scary. It scares me for her that if I'm right, which I believe I am, if I'm right, then she's going to spend an eternity in, in hell. And I, goo, 
God, that scares me, man. Well, no, I'm not saying she's yeah. going to because no, I'm, no, I'm no, going to no. believe. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It, it's that the Bible talks about how short time frame our actual life is. It likens it to a we, puff of smoke. Yes. Yeah. And we act like it's, you know, I'm 60 years old. That's a lot to go through. But that's because I'm here. If you're 80, you're, you know, 60 is not so much. I, I don't think, you know, what, 40 is all that high. Don't call me 40 ever again. What are you? 37. 37. Okay. All right. Don't so, you dare call you know, me 40. That's right. I got kids your age. Um, being, being that young, I remember vaguely what it felt like to be 30, 34, and I have Feels forever good, ahead of me. Dude. Feels I, good. Yeah. I, I have forever ahead of me. Now I'm 60 and I have less time ahead of me. And when you get to be, my dad's 85, he's got less time ahead of me. So when we see that our time frame starts getting shorter, I I just don't, I can't comprehend that it stops there. I know that I know because what I believe is my soul is eternal and that that is forever mm-hmm. and forever. We cannot comprehend because that's, that's trying to understand a, an infinite time with a finite mind. Mm-hmm. I don't have the capabilities to understand that. Yeah. I don't have the capabilities to understand every ideological thing about God. Yeah. I don't have the capability. Yeah. For me, that's where faith comes in. Tremendous. Yeah. Can you okay. mute the mute the phone portion now? Thank you so much. So, yeah. So through that process, um, you know, that distract. I, I lost my train of thought. Completely. Okay. Well, what we were talking about is the the concept of eternity. And you're right, man. Like it's that blows my mind because like I know you say that like you remember what it was like to be thirty seven and that was like a long time ago for you, or whatever, but now you're sixty something. Well, I remember what it was like to be twenty one. Sixty, not sixty something. Twenty one. Well, so okay, gotcha. See <laughs> see we're both disrespectfully adding numbers to each other's ages and that's just not fair, right? Yes, now do you see how yes. it feels? Okay. Okay. I understand. I'm, you're actually 67. I'm sorry. But anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is, is like 21 was yesterday to me and I'm 37. And that's why I try to sell to my kids too, is the fact that time goes like, I know you're, I know you're almost 13. I get that. And I know time's creeping by right now, but tomorrow you're going to be 18 and you're going to be on your own. That's what I said. I said, do you remember when we moved to Hinton? Do you remember when we moved to Hinton? That was five years ago. That was five years ago. It feels like yesterday, didn't And she's like, yeah. I said, one more of those and you're a grown-up and you're on your own. One more. That's it. One more of what we just did and you're a grown-up. So you've got to sell it to a younger person that you don't have very much time and then you get older and you go, oh man, I really don't have much time, which that's why I say it's, that's the most valuable currency. That's why. That's why I spend so much time um, researching into whether God exists or not because I think we owe it to ourselves. And then once you come to the conclusion that God does exist, you need to look into what you need to do to get there, right? And which, mm-hmm. and which in this case, we like there's, door. there's evidence. There's only one door. There's evidence that the God sent his one and only son to earth. Um, yes. His name was Jesus. He lived a perfect life. Oh, that's one thing that she said I didn't. Um, right here. Y'all yeah. need Jesus. She said Jesus isn't the only person to suffer and die. And I didn't respond to her because I did give her the floor. That is correct. She, Jesus isn't the only person to suffer and die, but he is the only perfect person He's to ever suffer and die. He's the only one without sin that suffered and died. He's the only perfect person that suffered and died. And that's why his sacrifice was, was different from everyone else's, is because he is the only perfect person. Even on the cross, he was identified by another person hanging on the cross, and another person rebuked him. Yep. I mean, so even in death, sometimes it's beyond our comprehension to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, although, although I was, I, I, I'm sad that like, we didn't get an instant like conversion, <laughs> like that's not like, but it's probably never going to happen. It may never happen. I think we gave Anna something to think about at least. And if not, hopefully we gave someone else something to think about. I'm just grateful. We got to meet a sweet person yeah. and Anna, like she was really fun to talk to. So thank you, Anna, for coming on and thank you guys for listening. That was our first guest that we had on. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show. Um, do you have any closing words to say? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If we're still a long ways away from Christmas. <laughs> we'll say that again 25 soon. 25 days. So. I'll, I'll be saying it every week. Okay. But no, really, I just appreciate you taking the time to listen. Yep. Okay. Thank you for listening to Help My Unbelief podcast, and we're out. I'll take you Thank you so much for listening to the Help My Unbelief podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and more importantly, tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for new episodes.